0: You are worthy. Lord, you're worthy of our praise. Lord, you're worthy of our worship. You are the King of kings and the Lord of Lords. You're the name above every other name. And so, Lord, we worship you and we honor you. Lord, for who you are, for who you are. Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you, we can be your children. Lord, that we can be your children. Lord, we just ask you to just minister to our hearts. Lord, help us to receive from you. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We're going to continue with uh, the Holy Spirit. Today we're going to look at the Holy Spirit in us, and He wants us to be fruitful, He wants us to produce fruit. You know, throughout Scripture, God's people are compared to trees, vines, you know, And those trees and vines are expected to produce. And I want to start with Psalms 1.3. Psalms 1.3 says, a, a godly man is like a tree, planted by the rivers of water, that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. You know, there's, there, like I said, there's many examples of, of trees and vines that God's people are compared to. And the whole idea is that we're to be fruitful. We're to be fruitful. What are we supposed to produce? Well, God has fruit that He wants us to produce. You know, we're to be fruitful in producing certain things. And in Galatians, the fifth chapter, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. That when God's Spirit dwells in us, that the Spirit of God dwelling in us wants to produce. It wants to produce something. And I'm going to start in Galatians, the fifth chapter, at the 16th verse. And it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Let me just stop there for a minute. If we walk in the Spirit, we will not produce the lusts of the flesh. Now, a lot of times Christians try to quit doing things. I'm going to stop this. I'm going to give this up. I'm going to quit doing that. I'm going to quit doing this. I believe more than trying to quit doing something, we ought to do the right thing. The Bible says if we walk in the Spirit, that we can't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So we ought to more try to walk in the Spirit because when we do that, you can't fulfill the lust of the flesh at the same time. So then it goes on to tell us what this is. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and they are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. My flesh, my sinful nature is contrary to what God wants, what God wants to produce. And it says, if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. And they are this adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of anger, Selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. It always at the at the end the like you know, that covers everything else. Okay? And the like. Which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that's the works of the flesh. That's my natural man. Those are things you do not have to teach your children to do. You don't have to teach them. They're inherent in our sinful nature. We will do some of those things naturally. Naturally. Because we're born in sin. And we come sinful. You know, I always say, you know, your children are born in sin. You didn't have to teach them. You have to teach them godliness. You know, sin comes natural. Sin comes natural. But then it goes on to say, that we're supposed to produce the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. So that's God's intention. So one of the things we have to think about as a Christian, so I become a Christian, and now I have God's Spirit within me, and he wants to produce something. So does that just happen automatically? Does it just, just happen? Well, I believe something else has to happen, which I think a lot of Christians do not do. In Galatians 2.20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. What has been crucified with Christ? My sinful nature has been crucified with Christ. My flesh has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. That's a decision. That's a decision. I have been crucified with Christ. I choose to put down and crucify my flesh my sinful nature, the things that I just want to do naturally. You know, a lot of that comes natural. You just kind of want to do it. You know, if somebody, if somebody takes advantage of you, you want to fight back. If somebody says something bad about you, you want to tell them off. That comes natural. I have to crucify that part of me. You know, the ki- there's a scripture that says, the kingdom of God is taken by violence and violent men take it by force. My opinion is that if you want the kingdom of God to dwell in you and to grow, you've got to get violent with your flesh. You've got to get serious about your flesh, about those things that you want to do naturally. You have to get serious about that and, and you crucify your flesh. Because when we do it, when we crucify our flesh, then God's spirit is allowed to grow and produce. It's allowed to grow and produce. It's a process. It's a process, but it should be happening. I mean, if we're Christians, it should be happening. We should be changing. You know, the Bible says when we're born again, old things pass away. The flesh, my old nature, pass away. And behold, all things become new. That's a process that ought to be happening. Now, sometimes, you know, it may not happen as fast as your spouse wants or people around you think it ought to happen, but it ought to be happening. There ought to be some there ought to be some change. There ought to be some change because when the Spirit of God dwells in us, He wants to produce fruit. He wants to produce fruit. What does He want to produce? Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Love. First thing, He wants to produce love. Now, I've married a lot of people. So far, they've all said they love one another. Some of them have gotten to the point where things got a little tough. And they still loved one another, but they had issues. This is not talking about the kind of love that I produce. Because I've never seen a, so far, I haven't seen a situation where a couple's not having trouble where they say, well, I still love them. That's true. But to what kind of love are you talking about? That's the key. There's, there's, you know, four different kinds of love, but the kind of love we're talking about here is a God's love. It's a God kind of love. God kind of love is different than the kind of love you and I can produce. Okay? The God kind of love is sacrificial. It gives up my wants and desires. It's not always about me. God's love is sacrificial. It thinks about the other person first. What would they like? What would they like to do? How could I help them? It's sacrificial giving. It's not about me. See, that's a different kind of love. See, I can say I love you, but still care about me, you know. And so when we really talk about God's kind of love, it's sacrificial. It's giving. God's love is giving. It sees the needs in others, and it's willing to give. There's a lot of people, they can't even see the need. You know, they can't even see the need. Somebody could stand right in front of them, all broken and crying, and they, they wouldn't even see it. They see right past it. But God's love sees the need. It pays attention to other people. And it senses and sees what they're going through. God's love is not self-centered. You know, personally, I think we're in a terrible society now that we live in that is tremendously self-centered. It's all about me. How how does this make me feel? Am I happy? Is this, is this making me feel good? It's all about me. But God's love isn't self-centered. God's love says, what do you want? How do you feel? How can I help? So when you think about love, you know, people throw out love. I'm one, I'm one, you know, I'm pretty careful with what I say and when I say I love you, you know. Some people love Everybody. I question that sometimes. Just personally, you know. I'm kind of the guy that says, "Okay, you can say you love me. Let's see how you treat me. Don't tell me you love me and then treat me differently, you know? What kind of love are we talking about?" See, that's that's my thing. What kind of love are we talking about? You know. You know, I love Mexican food. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. See? But, you know, in our society, we're very me-centered. It's all about me. How How's it affect me? And God's love is unconditional. Unconditional. I will love you if you only love me, as a lot of us, you know. I'll love you if you treat me right. I'll love you if. I'll love you. God's love is unconditional. But let me say this. God's love is unconditional. I will always love you even if you treat me wrong. But I'm not going to let you keep treating me wrong. Because sometimes people think, well, if I'm in an abusive situation, I guess I just got to put up with it because God's love is unconditional. And I just got to stay here and let people just abuse me, let my spouse abuse me, let people treat me any which way. No. 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 I don't have to let you abuse me, but I still love you. See, there's a difference. You know, and when we're in those situations, we're called to love unconditionally. But that doesn't mean we have to stay in situations and be abused and mistreated. But I still, you have to still love. You can't hate and want revenge. So you, you got to keep loving. And that's God's love. Will we be taken advantage of <clears throat> with God's love? Probably. I would almost guarantee it. <laughs> almost guarantee it. Only because Jesus had that kind of love and I would say he was taken advantage of just personally. And Jesus says, well, if they did it to me, they'll probably do it to you. So so I would say, yeah, you're probably going to be taken advantage of. You know? And you have to believe that God's going to take care of you. That God's going to take care of you in the midst of that. The next one is joy. We're to have the fruit of joy. Joy, that's a you know, it's kind of hard to explain joy because right away you want to go to, well, I'm happy. And joy isn't happy. Okay? Now, I think when I'm full of joy, I'm happy. But I think sometimes you can be happy and not full of joy. Okay? I I think joy is, no matter what my circumstance, I still have the joy of the Lord. No matter No matter what I'm going through, You know, and and it it can be hard and I can be sad or I can be going through something, but inside of me, I still have a joy. I think it's a condition of our heart. It's a condition of our thinking, our mind that, you know, in the midst of things, we can still have joy. A lot of times happiness is but for a moment. You know, it's kind of happiness is fleeting. I can kind of be happy and then, well, now I'm not so happy. You know, I think joy is is something that is more steady and constant in our lives. It's a state of more than happiness. It's a state of knowing that everything's OK. Everything's OK. It's OK. That it doesn't mean all my circumstances are OK, but, you know, in the midst of whatever it is, it's OK. It's kind of like a little bit like peace. 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 What is peace? Well, it's a state of well-being, contentment, being settled. And the only way that I can see of being content and settled is trusting the Lord. People can try to have peace without trusting the Lord, and, and maybe you can work yourself into some kind of a mental state that you can try to do that. But it looks to me like the peace of the Lord is something beyond what I can work up. You know, the peace of the Lord in the midst of things we go through. Peace in the midst of the storm. I always thought it was peace apart from storms. You know, if I had the peace of the Lord, He'd just take all the storms away and life would be peaceful. Wouldn't it be wonderful? Wouldn't it be wonderful if peace was a matter of God just taking away all the all the stuff? You know? But peace is being able to be in a state of trusting the Lord in the midst of whatever you're going through. That's peace. Peace in the midst of a storm. We were, just, we were on a little vacation this week and it was very peaceful. And I was, it was peaceful enough I started to become conscious of the fact that I was kind of void of a lot of stress, a lot of circumstances, you know. We were just having a nice time. I was very peaceful. Came back home and life was there but you know it wasn't really so peaceful it was just a lack of things going on and what we have to do is get to where we're peaceful no matter what's going on what's going on that god wants that fruit to be in us that we have peace we have peace you know that's easier for some than others i think you know a lot of these things are some of them are easier to do for some than others. But, you know, that's God's intent, that he wants us to have fruit of peace when we trust him. Patience. Patience. Willing to wait. Willing to wait. Again, it's trusting the Lord because it takes trusting the Lord to have patience. Because when I wait, I have to trust him. The other alternative I'm going to make it happen. See, that's the alternative. If I'm not going to be patient, then I'm going to try to make it happen. I'm going to try to work this up. You know, you can get yourself in a terrible state of mind trying to work things up, make things happen, and it won't be peaceful. It won't be peaceful. I don't care if it's your job. I don't care if it's um, a stressful situation in your life. I don't care what it is. If you try to make it happen and make it better, it's not going to be peaceful. And you're not going to have patience because patience is, Lord, I'm trusting you. Now, I think there's times when we have to do things. But when we need to do them, God will show us. He will show us what to do. But when we try to do it on our own and make things happen, it usually causes more turmoil. More turmoil. And so we need to learn patience. Okay, Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you to take care of this. And I'm waiting on you. Now, That's difficult sometimes because I have found God is usually not as quick as I am. I don't know why. I don't know why. He's just not. I want things to happen now. Like when I want him to do something, when do I expect him to do it? Now. You know, sometimes young people. I think young people, God will tell them what he wants them to do in their life, their life ahead. He'll tell them when they're young to show them where to go. Normally what you do is you try to make it happen then right away. Some, some happens right away, some takes a while. Some takes a while. I have found that the process is all about me. The process of waiting and being patient. It's about me because God's going to show me some things and teach me some things in the process. If nothing else, to trust him and wait. And that's very difficult sometimes because we want everything fast. We want it now. We want it immediately and I don't want to wait. I had to wait at Wendy's last night. Man, it was slow. Boy, I thought, what is wrong with these people i just, you know it's like, come on, you know, you know, and I'm a pretty patient person, but sometimes it's like it's not I want to say it's fast food. <laughs> you know it's not you know patience, patience, you know we can all we can all need a little further of patience, kindness. God's kindness brings people to repentance. The kindness of God brings people to repentance. That's hard for us to believe sometimes. Hard for us to believe because we want to grab them by the throat and make them believe. You know, it's the kindness of God that brings people to repentance. Our words need to be kind, uplifting, considerate, encouraging, kind words. Speak kind words, kind actions. We need to be compassionate, considering others' needs. We need to be kind and God's spirit wants us to be kind. We need to have goodness. We need to be godlike. goodness, good people. You know, what are good people in our eyes? What are good? We say, well, that's a good person. What does that mean? Well, they're a godly person. You know, they do the right thing. They're just good. They're just good. We need to have goodness, that spirit of goodness. Faithfulness, we need to be dependable. Dependable. Dependable long-term. Long-term. That's something I think, as I observed, a lot of times we're lacking in our society. People are dependable for about two minutes. Dependable long-term is different. I think the fruit of of being faithful is is we're faithful. We're faithful long-term. You know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm not kind, I'm pretty old-fashioned. But I kind of believe that when you give your word, that that's long-term. You know, you give your word, it's not like, well, it's good for two days. You know, if I say I'm going to do something, then I'll do it. Maybe sometimes to a fault. I don't know if I've ever shared this story, but, um... (laughs) matter of fact, well, Kay um, Kay, uh, Rocketer, her her grandmother, let's see if I get this right, her grandmother used to live across the road from us before she died. And a long time ago, probably 35, 40 years ago, her and I made a deal. She said, I'll mow in front of your ditch on your side of the house if you'll mow down the road on our side. It was kind of a funny thing. And I said, yes, I'll do that. Well, she passed away. And I'm still mowing that side of the road. I finally the other day told the neighbor why I do it. You know, but see, I said, I'll do this. And, it, you know, it's like, well, I said it. I'm going to do it. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to do it because I said so. You know, long term, long term. You know, now, if I didn't want to do it, I should go over and say, hey, you know, by the way, I'm tired of mowing your side of the road. But, <laughs> but uh, no, but, you know, I gave my word and so far, You know, I can keep it, so I'm still doing it. So, you know, we need to think about faithfulness as long-term. And faithfulness is always also, it's doing the right thing when nobody's looking. You know, sometimes, sometimes I'm faithful if somebody's looking. But, you know, faithful does it if nobody's looking. You know, I do it because it's who I am. I'm faithful. I'm faithful. I'll keep doing it. I'll keep doing it gentleness we need to be gentle patient with one another using kind words you know gentle i know what the opposite of gentle is you know i think about gentle you know trying to explain gentle i can tell you what's not gentle <laughs> it's harshness in your face and i want to tell you something our children are watching a tv that's not gentle they are watching a tv that's in your face our children are being trained to be in your face That's how they all act on TV, in your face. I'll tell you, you know, that's how they're being trained, you know. In your face, demanding, controlling, manipulating, you know. You better do this. You can't tell me that. I don't have to believe you. I don't have to do what you say. Who do you think you are? I've heard all those things, you know. And so we need to be gentle, patient, kind, You know, a lot of these things overlap. A lot of these things overlap. And have self-control. Control Control yourself. I think a lot of people are out of control. Out of control. Teach your children self-control. Controlling yourself, your thoughts. Sometimes it's hard to control my thoughts. Sometimes my thoughts run wild. Sometimes we need to control our tongue. We need to think before we speak. Self-control. Self-control. Control Control our actions, what we do. Well, I couldn't help it. Yes, you can. You know, if your children say, well, I couldn't help it. Yes, you can. You can learn self-control. Self-control. Your desires, your habits... Sometimes it's really hard, you know. We just, certain things we've been born to like that aren't always good for us. You know, we need to learn self control. Went on vacation and Mary packed a bunch of snacks. That's vacation. I lost all self control. <laughs> I paid. I paid. I said, next time we go, don't pack all those snacks. <laughs> because I didn't have any self-control. I thought, it's vacation. I might as well just eat a few. Wow. I hadn't had an m M&M and m peanuts for years. I gave those up about four or five years ago. Oh, they tasted so good. So good. But no self-control. So we need, to, we need to see that we need to live by the Spirit. We need to live by God's Spirit. We need to walk in the Spirit. It's part of our life. It's who we are. It's how we live. It's how we do life. It's how we treat others. It's being God-like. That fruit needs to grow in us. It needs to grow in us. God's Spirit in us wants... I believe God's Spirit is, is plenty ready to grow. Part of it is, like I said before, we need to deal with our flesh. You know, I need to crucify my flesh. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. And When we crucify the flesh, it allows God's Spirit to grow. We read his word, we know what he says. And I believe the Holy Spirit in us also convicts us. You know, it's that time when you you say something, you go, oops, I shouldn't have said that. You know, better yet is the Holy Spirit convicts you before you say it and you listen. I better not say that. God wants to produce fruit in us. He wants us to be like him. And we can be. And I personally think we're much better witnesses when we're more like him when we're more like him people will listen when we're more like him let's all stand heavenly father i just thank you that it's your desire for us to be more like you that lord your spirit in us wants to produce fruit lord help us to put down our flesh to to realize we have a flesh that is very selfish and sinful lord help us to put that down and allow you to grow And for us to become more like you. Lord we thank you for that. Thank you for your love for each and everyone that's here. Lord just bless us now as we go on our way. We just pray this in Jesus name. And everybody said. Amen.